Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. I want to just add some context to what I believe is going on here this morning. Um, And it comes with what Regina said about, about an invitation. Because in Scripture, there's a lot of times where Yeshua is approached by someone and those people might receive healing or change or freedom from something. But there's a Scripture that says, come to me. Like this song is talking about, come to me, there's an invitation. And in that invitation, the promise is rest. In that invitation, when, you, when he's inviting you, my, my friend Michael reminded me of, of the vision I had when we first got this whole thing kicked off about a year ago. And that was the, the, the table, the tablecloth being, you know, fanned out or whatever and cleaned off. And it was just a white tablecloth that is, that is new. And, the, and he's inviting us in, I believe, this morning. I believe that there is an invitation to rest, an invitation to peace. And in that is healing, and in that is power, and all of the things that you want, but the, the, the invitation always is from Yeshua brings about rest. Come to me, all who are thirsty, and I will give you rest. And so this morning, you know, worship, we are told to worship in spirit and in truth. Both are concepts which bring about freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the truth will set you. So this morning, I just believe that there's, there's a, there is access to freedom that brings about rest through this invitation. And so I want to stay here a little bit longer, but I just want to add context. Like those, those things that, that, you know, we, we kind of bring every single day probably, but you know, anything that you're kind of, you're kind of shouldering this morning, understand that in this moment, as we worship together as a family, that there is freedom and there is rest. And that's a beautiful thing in the time we're in. Amen? Amen. So let's just keep going. It's a great day today, isn't it? It's a great day because this is that day. This is that day for you. This is today. Today, if you hear my voice. This is a moment that we don't get back. And I know that... uh, this morning, whenever I got in my in my car and I started to leave, and and I just knew to call Eva and to to bring some oils, and I, you know, I don't usually whenever that's a something Yahweh asks me to do. I know there's there's an anointing that needs to happen, and I don't know when that's going to happen, but I feel like in this moment, I want to I want to deal with some things. Like I want if there is something as far as you're dealing with this thing of rest. You're dealing, you've been, you've been kind of wrestling with the in and out, and I feel like I'm good, and then I'm not good. I feel like everything's okay. Yahweh, Yahweh desires, desires trust. He desires faith in Him. And so if you feel like that little seed is in your heart, or, or if there's anything today, because I don't really have, unless someone has the word of what this is, I just feel like there's that, if, if you need anything today, I want, Pastor Jeff, I want you to come up here with me. 
And, uh, and I just want, you can come on that side or this side. If it's one person, it doesn't matter. But I just want to not let this moment pass by if you're feeling this in your heart today. I want to be faithful to be here and do whatever Yahweh asked me to do. But I want to lay hands on you and come into agreement of the rest and come into agreement of the healing and the breakthrough for you this morning. Today is that day. So come, this invitation is for you this morning. Miss Shirley, I, I have a word for me. Um, I know I got to work and I'm shaking pretty hard right now, but. Also, um, wrote this book called The Kingdom What Will It Look Like and How Will It Come to Be? And uh, I don't know if anybody's read this book or not, but you should read it because we are becoming what it says right here. What will it look like and what, how, will it, how will it come to be? Well, October the 10th, 2018 was when the hurricane hit. And that date has come up in my life many times here recently about what happened on October the 10th. 2018 and it was a marked time in the history of not just America but the world that Yahweh showed up to reveal the hearts of man and that's what he told me afterwards because after it happened of course I lived six miles from Mexico Beach and first person showed up was uh, the sheriff and I said what happened and he said you was at ground zero and we had no communication, no nothing for weeks on a time. So you have a lot of time to spend with Holy Spirit and with uh, what's going on in your life. And Holy Spirit said, life as we know it will not be the same from, this date, from that date forward. And the hearts of man would be revealed. You, me, all of us. Our hearts was revealed for what was good in us and what was bad in us. And then when that happens... You have an opportunity to respond and and uh, and get you'll get right what you need to get right in your life, whatever it is. It could be something small, it could be something big. And uh, each one of us have been revealed. And I believe most of us are good, but there is some things in each one of us. That, uh, that had to be revealed. You know, I thought I was a good person and a neighbor I didn't even know come down and basically cut the road out and got us out of there. I didn't even know the man, you know. I mean, and I'm like, I thought I was a good person to everybody around me, but, you know, this guy was crippled, could hardly even walk, and he got up and got on his little Kubota tractor and just cut the road out out of, the, out of his own heart to help people, you know. And I saw that over there in... The community I'm at, where Holy Spirit told me it was my promised land, and uh, so we all have our promised land, and we got to we got to till our land, take care of it, protect it, you know, prophesy over it. I do. I prophesied over the word that you speak will come to pass. It may not come to pass the way you think it will or when it will, but. I want to read something to you, and you may even know this. You probably know this, but I think it's going to help you in, in your journey and your walk. On page two of this book, it says, In September of 1953, we attended the full gospel tabernacle 
First Assembly of God in Alexandria. It was there that Shirley and I committed our life to Christ. Well, guess what the date was? October the 10th, 1953. 65 years later, Hurricane Michael came. Yeah, and I remember apostles saying repeatedly, like the wind. Well, this wind blew for three hours and it destroyed corruption, opened up everything and opened up opportunities. I've had more opportunity to speak to people, pray for people. Just yesterday on downtown Reed Avenue, I prayed for a lady who was having a panic attack. And, and they all, everybody looks cool on the outside. But cool is, Holy Spirit told me a while back, cool ain't cool. Because when reality hits and you need somebody, well, guess you got to turn to. We have, we have Christ within us. And this lady was a believer, you know, Christian. I don't know what church you went to, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm very open about my beliefs. I don't hide it from anybody. Someone wants me to pray for them. I'm praying in tongues for them. I don't care. Walmart, wherever, Reed Avenue, don't matter. But I told her, I said, and I had a bottle of honey. And that's another whole story in itself. But on that bottle of honey, it, Holy Spirit gave me 22 years ago, Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of Yahweh and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, it's easy to say, but when you do it and start walking it out, it's a whole different story. Yeah? And, 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 and I know Yahweh's walking this out with you. And, and he's going he's gonna to heal you, and he's going to bless you. And bring life to you and bring peace to you. So, the people of the full gospel tabernacle were very friendly and gracious. Enveloping us with the love that was so evident in them. We were instructed to seek Holy Spirit, which we did. Shortly afterwards, we were baptized in Holy Spirit and evidence of speaking in tongues, through only, though only a little. Our experience seemed to satisfy them and seemed to qualify for being one of them. So we moved comfortably into the life of the congregation. But while it seemed that the people were satisfied with the progress, Holy Spirit did not agree. And there began to develop within me a desire for more. Although what I did not know, I had been asked. Have you been baptized with Spirit, Holy Spirit? I would have responded yes, but that was based more on what the people had told us and what we had knew within ourselves. That changed the fateful Sunday night in November 1953 to when I stepped into the dimension of Holy Spirit that can never be defied by words, even by those who have experienced the baptism in the fire. I wish I could say that after that experience, my life had been one of ascending higher and higher into Yahweh's glory, but something had been that had best be defied as religion got in the way. And rather than trusting Holy Spirit, and this is the word for you, you got to trust Holy Spirit. That he's going to heal you and bring you and heal your heart and heal everything in you. And I'm going through the same thing right now. I've got some health issues that have come back repeatedly, this AFib, and I'm going to get an operation October 22nd. So I this... This walking up here, he had a word about fear. Same with me. I had the fear. I have, but Yahweh's always pulled me through. 
you know, and, and that's what faith is. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, I turned down three jobs on a tugboat just this last week. But that was just a sign of y'all. There are plenty of jobs out there. But y'all always changing me. And just like that word that Carolyn had. He is transforming us and moving us into something else. And when you move into something else, it's always scary. It's always, you're not sure what's going to happen because you've been used to living in your little comfort zone. Well, Holy Spirit told me life as we know it is not going to be the same. So there's no more comfort zone. You're either going to be in or you're going to be out. And those that are on the border is going to be revealed. So, you know, just, just like Apostle, he was 100% in. You know, thank God. I mean, I wouldn't be here right now. It went for Apostle. And you, Miss Shirley, backing him. So, he's here. He's with you. He's with Mark. And I don't know I've ever rebuilt this publicly, but when we were in the gym, gathered together, and Mark and uh, Benjamin and Chris Wood was singing, I saw Apostle dancing above him. Not that he was looking at him, but it was just like, He was there saying, go ahead. You got it. You got it. And Mark, you got it. You're you're a leader. You're 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 doing Yahweh's heart. And and we thank you. And uh, I'd encourage anybody to pick this back up and read it because it just spoke to me about where we're at. My mom uh, recently gave a word, and I, and I told you all, this is basically our anthem. Again, listen to her message on our podcast, because it is really, really important and good. Hang on just a second. We have a good day, but I still have to deal with the wind. It's, it's wild. It's a beautiful day today. I'm so thankful that we've had a good day, a beautiful day. It's amazing. We've had like three days, and I think it's supposed to continue. And you know what else this is a good day? Is today is Eva's and my seven-year anniversary. So that is, I woke up with thankfulness in my heart. I am blessed to be married to this woman. She is amazing, and I could get up here and say something forever about that, um, but she just said don't, and I, I won't. I know her. Um, but I'm blessed because of her, and our kids are blessed because of her. So I'm thankful to be married to her. Um, but my mom said recently, that, uh, that the faithful people are becoming the people of faith. And what does that mean? The faithful people are becoming a people of faith. Well, I recently, and this was just this morning, I started to think about some of that, like that phrase and where that maybe was scripturally, who, who you could give me as, as kind of that. And I'm brought to, because we're all about the ark right now and what we're doing over there, and I'm starting to think about Noah. Noah was, the, Yahweh said he was faithful. He was a righteous man. He was faithful. And it was a time where there was so much destruction, so much wickedness. Yahweh was done with humanity, basically. He was done with it. And he was saying, we're just going to go ahead and wipe this thing out and do a completely different thing. I'm just going to be done. I, I, I regret how I made this thing happen. There was anger in Yahweh. But then all of a sudden, it says that Noah found favor in the sight of Yahweh, and he faithfully walked with Yahweh. But Yahweh had to transition that faithful man. He used him to become a man of faith. 
He did not know getting onto that boat after he built it exactly what was going to take place. He knew things were going to get wiped out. You know, he was called crazy, all that kind of stuff. He's, he's sitting there building that boat and people are, you know, mocking him. And, and, and he just is faithfully, again, doing that. But then he has to transition as he enters into that boat into a man of faith. Now, I'm about to put my whole family on this boat with a bunch of animals but Yahweh, I've walked faithfully with you, and now I'm going to put my faith all in you. And so I, so I believe that what's happening to this people right now, and, and we, we always talk about the storm because it did bring about such a shaking and change, but we were this faithful people, faithfully serve. Give us something to do. We can do it. We, you know, just let us, let us find our uh, approval in that. What we, we faithfully did something, and now we've come to a place where we don't know exactly what it looks like. And I'm starting to get glimpses of things, but I'm telling you, I want, I want this place to be a place that when people come, that there doesn't even need to be a word said, but the presence of Yahweh is so thick that brings about change through a family. Like, we don't have to even come together thinking church is going to be church, but it is literally just the presence of Yahweh is so thick that people have no idea. Like, what in the world is that? Look, I don't even, I don't even believe in God, but i I, I'm experiencing it in a moment. And I think he is, he's doing something unprecedented with us. He is starting, I mean, with Noah, he started a new civilization. He did a new thing. Behold, I do a new thing. And he's doing that in this people. And we're not going to have all the answers leading up to it. I'm telling myself that I'm not going to have all the answers of what it's going to look like. And it's tough because you had apostle who had a vision of sending out, raising up sons and sending them out. It's like, and then Mark, what's your vision for this house? It's the one thing, simply the one thing that there's a family now coming together that builds a faith that brings about change that there's a belief in a faith that's, that surpasses anything that anybody's ever seen before. And I believe he's doing that in little old Bay County, in the rock of Bay County. He's using this people. And my son, Frankie, <laughs> big smile on his face, who uh, really I get most of my revelation comes from my three-year-old for real. But you know what? As it should be. You know what I mean? Like, I I think the best definition of the kingdom that I ever received, and it's not really a definition I can quote because it was more of an experience I had, was when I was with Henry Jordan on his boat when he first kind of moved back here and asked me to go fishing. And we're sitting out in the middle of the beautiful gulf and just looking out on the water. And he just, it just gets quiet for a moment. And he just says, you know, I get it. There's a lot of revelation and depth out there. There is. And that's great. He said, but I see Yahweh in the wind hitting that water. I see him in that seagull flying over there. I see him all around me. And this to me is Yahweh. This is the kingdom. This is his kingdom. It was almost like that, like, Lion King moment, the Simba up on top of the mountain, and it's like all that you see, you know what I mean? And it, but it really is all that we see around us that the kingdom, the kingdom doesn't just, it doesn't just make it to where it's like we have to, 
we have to be doing something or this right here because I'm preaching to you on a Sunday at 10 or 11 a.m. that this becomes the kingdom. We limit the kingdom by making it about that. But truly, it should be every single moment. If I'm sitting there just talking to someone, you know, at Tzatziki's or do we have Tzatziki's anymore? Okay, whatever. It's just something I go to. But, but we start talking to someone, we're just sharing, we're talking about dirt bikes or whatever else, that there is kingdom in that. I remember I had a moment where I had a friend come up who was just ultra religious and I'm sitting there with friends just, we're having a great, I mean, just, man, it is, we're just having a great time being together and sharing our hearts and all of a sudden he comes in and he says, well, let's talk, we need to be talking kingdom. And I was like, man, well, then you have a, a, a bad definition of what the kingdom is. Because the kingdom is family. The kingdom is relationship. And so it, worship to me is going to be going and spending time with the blessing of Yahweh on my life today. Being able to go out with her and have dinner or sit on the beach or whatever we're going to do. That that is life. That is, where, that is where things start to take place. The kingdom is. And I see them all around me in these days. I see them breaking the mold. But my son, who spoke to me just recently, I... Uh, he always wants to go on a scooter ride whenever Leo goes to sleep because he gets me all to himself. And he, there's a, in our neighborhood, there's like this little route. We'll go on a scooter, and then there's, there's a swing set there. And, uh, and so we go over, and we, we get over to the swing set, and I'm pushing him. And, and it's so cool because, you know, Frank's very good at speaking. He can talk really good. And we actually have me having conversations with my son is pretty awesome. Um, but there's this moment. I'm swinging him, and he, and he starts to talk because his, his mom and I talk about, you know, how Yahweh created him. And, and I'm swinging him, and he's saying, Yahweh, uh, or Mark, <laughs> Yahweh and not Mark, Daddy, uh, you, know, you know that Yahweh created me. I said, yep, buddy, I know that. And he said, he created you too. And I was like, yep, yep, he did. And he said, he created my arms, and he created my hands, he created my toesies. <laughs> And, uh, and it's all cute and everything. And then all of a sudden he said, hey, daddy, you ever have that moment? He didn't say this. I'm asking you. Have you ever had that moment where something just shifts? You know you're about to receive something, hear something. Something's about to change in a moment. And it went from cute and sweet and learned and taught to a Holy Spirit moment, and I could feel it in the air. And he just said, Daddy? I said, yeah, buddy. He said, you know what Yahweh created in all of us, everyone? I was like, what's that, man? And he said, he created a heart. I was like, yeah. Yeah, he did. And I was like, that's powerful enough right there. And he said, but you know, Dad, why he, why he put a heart in all of us? And I was like, nope, please tell me. I'm getting my notebook out and getting ready. Sunday's coming up. Got to have something to talk about. <clears throat> no, he, uh, but he, but he says he put a heart in us, daddy, because he loves us so, so much. And he wants us to be able to love him like that. And it, and like at first, if it weren't for the moment, and it's hard for me sometimes whenever I share this story, I hope that it's, that you can feel 
it because sometimes the words might not just be enough for you. I, I felt those words because of the moment I was in, because Holy Spirit was present, and I, and I set myself for those words. You know what I mean? Like, I knew something powerful was coming. And so, so I didn't just write that off as cute, as a cute story, because when a little kid says something, a lot of times we make it cute. That's a cute story. That's a cute moment. I'll write that one down and I'll be talking about it forever. But Yahweh told me to go look at the heart. And I've talked a lot about the heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. Create in me a pure heart. O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And the peace of God which, trans, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all of my heart. I will tell of all of your wonderful deeds. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock, my redeemer. It's cute. It's a cute story. Until I go and research that heart, the term heart is used over a thousand times in Scripture. It is the single most used term in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, and collectively in the Bible, heart is used. And so there's, a, there's such a... Yahweh puts such a weight on the heart, which is the lab I've said before, the inner man the inner man, the innermost being of who we are. And I know that like you, I have had very many moments where I say, man, everything seems to be swirling around me. But for some reason, I know deep down that it's okay, that he's got me. And this heart, this lay becomes this, this processing plant for two things, faith or fear. And buddy, you started to talk about this just a little bit ago. Faith and fear. And if we're becoming a people of faith, we need to get a good understanding of what our heart needs to look like and what it can be and what it should be. Because out of faith comes belief. Becoming a people of faith, this beacon of hope for Bay County and for the world that he's making us, that he's going to turn this place into is not going to come about by people of little bit of fear, slight unbelief, but no, those that come rightly before him and have jumped in this river and have said that I have a whole full heart of faith and only belief. And the day of trouble, which the scripture always talks about, is what is that? It's that testing ground, right? Where the heart is changed or it comes out on the other side, either full of faith or full of fear. The day of trouble, David talks about. The day of trouble. But 
to search further in that means the day of trouble is not just trouble in the sense of, man, I've got a bad thing happening to me. The day of trouble can be when Yahweh is actually trying to push you further and stretch you. Because the, the word trouble there actually means to agitate. It means to agitate. It means, it means to mess up. Hebraically, that's what that word there, when, when David talks about it, he's talking about agitation. And the actual, actual health issues or financial issues can definitely be that. But, but when I think of, of, of agitating, I think of, I, I, I recently was cleaning an oil filter and, and on the bottle, it says to pour so much into water and then agitate it so that it beca- they become one. And so your day of trouble, if you see it rightly, becomes a time where he's actually making you into the likeness of his image. That agitation, that a day of trouble. You see, when I was in school, I was a terrible student. I'll just go ahead and say that. Throw that one out there. Terrible. I just was, I, I, I'm, I'm a smart guy. I believe I'm a smart guy, but I hated school. I hated the test and all that kind of stuff. And it was, and it was you know, I wish now I had the mind I have now to go back and, and do school. But, but I was so much more worried about sports and everything else. And I remember showing up to a test and being miserable. Zach can attest to this. He went to college with me. I was like, Zach, man, let's study, bro. Come on. <laughs> there he is. He's laughing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but so I, I, was, I was not a good student because the test to me was a test. But to the girl that was sitting up on the front row that got there 30 minutes early and has her coffee, who I am just resenting at the moment, to her, that, that's an opportunity, And I believe that the day of trouble for us, what we're walking in either can be that what we always talk about, man, our hearts being tested. And I, and I believe there are times that you get tested. But I talk a lot about like I, we need to shift our minds to think that in the day of trouble means that it is just making me like him. And that this is an opportunity for those that were walking in relationship Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 10 a.m. That, that this thing becomes real because I, man, I know my maker. I know that I've been walking with Yeshua. I know that I've separated myself and just gotten to the simplicity of creation. And I've been listening. So whenever my, whenever my son says something and I can feel Holy Spirit rise up within me, I don't see it as just like a cute statement. I see it as a power. And Yahweh is stretching me in my natural life. Things that don't make sense. Things that don't seem like they're going to work out. Things that, 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 but I know he's leading me down this road. And too long, we try to figure every little thing out. I was talking to Apostle Damon on the phone yesterday. And he, and he started to ask me, and he probably just baited me in with this, but he's just like, you know, what, how, how many people, you know, are starting to come and, you know, all those different kinds of things. And so I'm like answering it the best I can. And, you know, and, and, then, and then he comes back with, he goes, well, you know what David got in trouble for more than adultery? Counting. I was like, well, thanks, Apostle. I appreciate that. <laughs> Tee me up and hit me on out of the park. But he was talking to me about Yahweh wants our trust. Yahweh wants us to see things rightly. And if you, 
if you think about a storm, and, and Ben has talked a lot about this, but the eye of the storm, this is a good depiction of the heart, right? What is swirling around you has no effect on that which is in the, right in the middle. I know that many of you that went through the storm experienced the actual eye. The eye, actually, if you read in Wikipedia and all the news, different things, it says that the, the eye of that storm passed right over us. The rest of the storm hit us too, but the eye, the eye came over. In a moment, there was just this peace and you can see on youtube or wherever else where there's this these videos of of like i mean just the worst storm and then all of a sudden a moment of just like this and then the storm comes back through and i'm starting to learn to live like my heart be like that and i and in the scripture that i think about the most in this story and i've talked about it so much but i i just i feel this today to to bring up the heart because my son preached it to me the other day, and it's been alive in me for the past two weeks. And I feel like for this people to become the people of faith, we have to process everything rightly through this heart. Make sure that it's a, a heart full of faith and not fear. And in, uh, and in John 12, y'all, y'all hear me talk about this a lot, but it's when Yeshua starts to get the revelation of, what, of what's about to happen. That his moment is coming. And I love what he says, because this is the heart's process. He says himself, though my soul is in turmoil, though everything around me is swirling, though my soul is in turmoil, he starts to process. He says, what should I say? Lord, save me from this moment. Option number one. And many times we come to that place, Lord, save me from this issue. Save me from this, this sickness. Save my child from this. Save, save us. Save me from this financial situation. Save us from this storm that's destroyed everything we know. But then he comes back with the other option. For this purpose, I came to this moment. So it's either save me from this hour or for this hour I was purposed. For this, for this, for this purpose I came to this hour. And there's, a, there's the test versus the opportunity there. There's, there's the looking at it in the way that, man, this, this does not seem right. And there's a way that you look at it where you say, this is glory filled right here. This is a moment. And I, I was telling Ben the other day, man, thank Yahweh for this storm. I'm just going to say that publicly. Thank you, Yahweh, for this storm, because he's given a platform for this people that is so unlike anything anybody else could ever have. And there's so much fake out there. There is so much fake in the church world. And I, I cannot stand it. Like, if we go down that road, I, I'll just... I'll step out of the way and let whoever else wants to take it. I, I won't settle for anything except real. Like, that's why I don't want it to be about one person getting up here speaking. Why I want you to come and speak. Why I want us to just come and gather and linger in his presence for a moment and let him direct us. Let him lead this thing. Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is, is given to him? And that such mighty works are being performed by his hands. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, 
and are not his sisters with us and his brothers. So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to him, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty works there. Yeshua. Now he could do no mighty works there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Sometimes we would settle for that, Yeshua. But he could do no mighty work there. But here's where I want, I read that, I've read that for those of you that are here. But this is where it comes to, what I want to say this morning. Because what did Yeshua do in that moment when he realized he couldn't do mighty works in, in his hometown? He marveled because of their unbelief. And the thing is, these people saw the signs and wonders and miracles. It's actually what made them offended at him. But their belief in his power and who he is to them. And he marveled because he was, because of their unbelief, because of their hearts. And we are required as a people Scripture says, and I read that scripture recently, create me, I'm sorry, not that one, above all else, all, above all else, above all revelation, above all church gatherings, above all of your situations, above all else, this is what Yahweh commands us to do. Guard your heart for everything that you do flows from it. So as we become a people of faith, don't you think that our heart in the process of that heart is extremely important because it's going to turn us into a people of belief or a people of unbelief? We're going to pray for Miss Shirley and expect healing or we're going to pray for Miss Shirley and expect, well, let's hope he takes care of that one. We're going to speak to someone's brain tumor and see it change or we're going to just do what we've done. But if this scripture, if this Bible is true, then I desire my heart to be a temple and not a hometown. That I desire my heart to be the tabernacle that he can dwell in and bring rest and peace to a community and not a hometown where we talk about him and he sponsors our church service. I, I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking for, you know, mentioning Jesus because he, he's a buzzword or saying Yahweh because that's, that's just relevant and that just makes us seem cool or, or, or playing a song or doing whatever it might do. I want us to be a tabernacle within our hearts that bring about change and transformation. There is power in this thing. There is power in this thing. Romans says, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. There's so many scriptures that talk about, that talk about the heart and that talk about why it's so important. And I don't know exactly where Yahweh is leading us in this thing or where Holy Spirit's guiding us, but I just, I know that the start, the impetus of this thing has got to be with this heart. We have got to see him rightly and see who he is rightly. And he loves us so much 
that he gave us a heart to be able to love him the same way. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He desires that we have life and life more abundantly. Life and life more abundantly. Ever increasing. We've all read the scripture. It's too simple for us. Or it's the depth of who we are and who he is. For God so loved you, Joanne, Michael. For God loved you that he gave his only begotten son. Ephesians 3.13 says, Therefore I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, in who we are, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So he's going to dwell in your heart. Buddy, that's what you said. This is in our hearts, Yeshua dwells. And we might go through this walk and do a few miracles, or we can experience the fullness of his glory and of his presence here. And he can do what we can. So it says that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in who? Us. To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. For how many generations? And for how long, Ben? Forever and ever. Do do we fit in those categories? Yes. Multi-generational generation. Not about the age. He brought us here for this hour. This is our purpose in this hour. And I just feel him coursing through this family. And I feel this thing about our heart being right and us moving into, a, into an ark that is actually a nursery. Coming from everything that we had in the beautiful, glorious buildings that were glory-filled and were amazing times, and we do not throw those things out. We, man, we cherish those moments. But for me to come and be upset because now our building's a little bit smaller is for me to not trust him. I hope we're busting at the seams in that building, but I'll take five. I'll take five righteous, righteous, faithful family members that want to see the glory of Yahweh be real in this earth and not just have church. So Noah, I want to look into him later on because I think there's a lot there. It's, it, Y'all know the story of that and stepping into the ark. And I want to share some of Apostle Damon's uh, uh, um, revelation on Noah because you know how that ties in there. Um, And so I want to explore that as 
as we go, and I don't even know. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I take that back because I have no idea. Every time I come here, I genuinely, I'm like, you know what? Whatever Yahweh wants to do today, whatever Holy Spirit has. So if we get to notes, that's great. If I speak, great. I'll do it. But if we just come together, that's good. Whatever he wants. Y'all stand with me. Y'all following me? This true to you? My heart shall not fear. Musicians, y'all come up here. I want I want you don't have to sit here and engage it or whatever else, but I just want to I want that that come to the river song to keep playing. I just love it. My heart shall not fear, though war may rise against me. In this I will be confident. And here is what we are hinged on here that I say probably every service. My heart shall not fear, though war may rise against me. In this I will be confident. In what? In what will we be confident? One thing hath I desired of the Lord. That will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon the rock. I would have lost heart. I would have lost heart unless I had believed. I would have lost it. I wouldn't have made it. But I believe. I believe. I believe in his miracles. I believe in who he is. I believe in who he is to you and who he is to this family. I believe in who he is to me and to my wife. I believe in who he is to my boys and my girl. I believe that today is that day. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In the land of the living, in today, not in some far off time when we die and oh, glory in heaven. Man, today, if you will hear his voice, I'm telling you that today is that day. In the land of the living, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. And he shall strengthen your inner being, who you are. Wait, I say on the Lord. And I don't like to live in this moment of, well, just wait and see. Well, you know, it's coming, it's coming. Because the reality, as I say a lot, it's now and not yet. There is a, there is a, today there is an invitation for an amount of glory that we have never experienced. And we're being, it's being imparted and embedded in our hearts today, I believe, for those that are open to receive and aren't becoming the hometown which would be very easy for us to become. But there's a measure that is to come. It is, is there because it is ever increasing and from glory to glory. And what was, was great. But what is and what is to come is the greatest days that this house has ever experienced, the greatest days that you have ever walked in. And it might not look the same because behold, I do a new thing, 
But as we let go of what was and stand on the foundation, an apostle's quote that says, I, man, I don't want that next generation to come do this again, to come build another foundation, but to stand on my shoulders and go further than I ever could. And that my kids stand on my shoulders and go further than I ever could. This thing is supposed to be from glory to glory. And today is supposed to be better than yesterday. And so I received that measure today, but I'm looking forward to the measure every day, Monday through Sunday. Amen. Do you receive that? All right. Anything else? Anything left undone? Anybody have a word? All right. Y'all both come on. Pastor Chuck and Henry. Earlier this week, I was talking to Mark about something Holy Spirit had reminded me of, and he started talking about this heart and you know blessed are are the pure at heart for they shall see Yahweh well a lot of times we interpret that to mean well if I don't have any sin in my heart you know I can go out in the backyard and look and Yahweh's going to show up but he kind of showed me that from a different angle what does it mean to be pure at heart well think about what it means when you have a plant or a tree that's pure It's the way that Yahweh originally created it. It's not a hybrid that man interfered with. So maybe what that means to us today is that blessed are the pure at heart. Blessed are those of us that can turn and see that we were created in the image and likeness of Yahweh. Can, Can you... I've been trying to digest that all week. Man, you know, sometimes when I look in the mirror, I don't... I don't... I don't see Yahweh. But I should... If I'm created, and Sherry, you're created in the image and likeness of Yahweh. The most heinous person that you can envision in your mind in the world today, they were created in the image and likeness of Yahweh. But maybe their interpretation and their heart has become a hybrid, not of the way Yahweh originally made it, but it's got the world, because the world wants your heart. They want to put all that junk in it, and so many people who have a heart that's dead today It's because it's become so consumed with the world and worry and and all of those things. But maybe, just maybe, Yahweh's trying to remind us today to see ourselves. Buddy, when we look in the mirror, and it's hard sometimes, it is for me, but maybe when we look in the mirror, we ought to see Yahweh's original intent that we were created in the image and likeness. He said that. He said, male and female, we created them in the image and likeness of Yahweh, Yeshua, and the Holy Spirit. And maybe, Michael Paul, he wants us to face our challenges and our problems that we run into sometimes that we make so big. Maybe he wants to remind us to face them by realizing, you know what? When I look in the mirror, I see Yahweh. I see Yeshua, Joanne. I see the Holy Spirit because I'm created in his image. You know, you you can look at Frank and look at Mark and Eva, and you know that there's no question. It doesn't take a whole lot of faith to know that he was created in the image and likeness of you. But why is it so hard, Charles, for us to sometimes remember that, that when we look at ourselves, we are created in the image and likeness of Yahweh. And I'm telling you, I, I'm just soaking that in, and I want to encourage you to do that today because when you begin to get that revelation, those things that seem so big, all of a sudden, you know what? I'm, all that I have need of, he has placed in me. And when I, I am blessed because I'm at pure at heart. I'm in the process of really getting back to realizing, like Apostle used to talk about the original intent and back to the beginning. We, it doesn't mean that we start over. It means that we, 
we get that revelation and that glimpse of seeing the way Yahweh originally created us and the way He wants us to see ourselves. Amen. According to God's Word, the spirit of fear was not created by Yahweh. It's proven in the word of Yahweh itself. There was no fear until Satan got into the act. Read the book of Genesis. You have the right, the authority, and the power through Holy Spirit, not in your brain, but in your heart, the word of wisdom from a child, The heart is where the faith is built, and you have the authority to call that faith to evict fear. That's your authority. Grab hold of it. Man, I love this couple. (laughs) Always have, and, and you're right where you need to be. Um, man, everything that y'all have been saying, the word in this house is so right. It's so good. It's so fresh. And I loved what you said about the hometown, the tabernacle versus the hometown. It's just easy to, to let the relaxed presence be, oh, we just want to be for everybody. It's, that is true. But it's, man, it's so much more than that. It's manifesting it's being so relaxed that you can just manifest. You don't have to work it up. It's just being. And it goes back to the identity. And it's, it is that looking out over the water, what Henry spoke to you. It's, yeah, it's all the depths, in, but it's the laughter. It is the sunshine on the water. And it is just kicking back and realize that Yahweh, he, he laughs and he made it all. It is just being so relaxed and I get get heavy and deep and try to remind myself just pick your head up and Tim has to remind me and he the word he's challenged me on right recently is um, the word repent and I had was saying something to him and I was going back over because Holy Spirit remind showed me where I had broken protocol and I was going back and I said I went back and repented and he said I want you I want to challenge you on that word again he said you need to redeem that word he said that word is metanoia it means change your mind he said repent we have this idea of going to our knees and our heads are down and we're slumped the word is metanoia change your mind for the kingdom of heaven is at hand change your mind it's it's not just something that we do by our will but it involves our will but, but it's a shift of our spirit and allows our mind to be shifted where we begin to see like when Frank began to talk to you and, and it was like your mind shifted your heart's been there but your mind shifted and you were able to see what your heart's been saying. You've been able to, your eyes and your mind begin to see clearly where your heart is. So metanoia, 
And when your metanoia begins to happen and your mind shifts, the kingdom will happen. It will manifest. And that's so some of it we need to quit just getting on our knees and always repenting in that in that sense of repent of groveling and feeling downcast. Repent is the looking up and the changing of our minds and letting the refreshing and the laughter and the and yes the deep and all of that wonder of the marvelous depths of Yahweh is there. But so is the sunshine and the and the and the birds and the sound of laughter and it's wonderful and it's basking in the sound of family and it is the it is all of that so metanoia let that changing of the mind be fresh and easy and easy and the kingdom of heaven is at hand Well, amen, amen, amen. You know, the thing that has been in my heart ever since you began and the thing with Henry talking about the the guy out there whose life is a mess and talking about the heart, metanoia. The one thing the Holy Spirit spoke to me a few years back is, Steve, it's your perception. How do you perceive what's going on you know how you perceive your perception will become your reality if you believe that you're sorry that you're no good if you believe that God hates you if you believe he's out to get you then that's the way you're going to treat him and that's going to be your God your God's going to be mean and angry and he's going to be out to get you And it's going to be hard for his love to get to you. But if you perceive him the way he is, and that is he is a God of love, and if you will believe this, all people on earth have been saved. That doesn't mean they're all going to heaven. That doesn't mean that they're all going to believe that. That doesn't mean that they're all going to live righteously forever with him. But they have all, the salvation has been procured for every reprobate on this earth. What does it take? It takes faith to receive it. By His grace, it has been provided, but your faith will procure it. And how you perceive that will depend on what you live in. Will you operate by faith? And will you have that change of mind? See, that's all you really have to do when you begin to perceive. When you look up at the stars at night, some stars look brighter and some don't look as bright. But that is the way you're perceiving it. The truth is, when you look into astronomy, there is apparent magnitude and there's absolute magnitude. The absolute magnitude of the stars is the, is the actual magnitude that if they were side by side, which one would be the brightest? That's the absolute magnitude. And there are some stars that you look up there are not very bright, but you know they are actually brighter than our sun. 
And then there are some stars that appear to be very bright, like our sun, that if it were compared to some other stars, would be very dim. It's perception. Look at yourself and know that Yahweh has created within you everything you need. And everything has been provided already. It's already done. All you've got to do is perceive that and believe it and exercise faith to know it. And once you do it, once you begin to realize His love and begin to exercise the faith that is in you already and have that change of mind, you'll begin to see a new dynamic happen in your life. You'll begin to see things happen that have never happened before. And I really believe that's where we've come as a body. Did you know the law is a schoolmaster that brings us to faith? But when that faith has come, then the shackles, then the forms, all the things that have kept you there uh, are released, and now you're on your own. You're like the eaglet kicked out of the nest, and now you've got to learn to fly. And all of us say, well, I've been a man of faith for years. Have you really? Have you really? I really believe that apostle was Moses. I really believe that. And he was, you know, like the spirit of John, the spirit of Moses goes from person to person. I believe the spirit of Moses was in apostle. And Moses was the lawgiver. And, you, you know, you, Apostle was a very disciplined man, and he brought us to this point of faith. But now, the lawgiver, the man, Moses, has gone. Now, what are we going to do? By faith, because we are people of faith now. He has brought us to faith. And now we've got to go through and go on in faith. And release those things and go on. And, and perceive who you are by faith. Amen. I'll be short. Um, it was years ago that I had a vision walking through my laundry room. And it was of a computer being rewired. And Yahweh said, I want to rewire the thinking of my people. And I've gone back to that so many times and, you know, nothing. And we are in that time now. But I also want to say, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, because how many years it has taken us to, to have this earthly thinking. You know, I always go back to um, we're spirit beings, you know. And when that baby, that seed came into her body, you, you know, Yahweh, psh, the spirit of the person that's there. And then it's birthed from the human body. And all that time, we're taught how to speak, you know, how to hear, how to walk, everything in the earthly realm. And, I mean, we've got to unlearn that so that we can learn to think and see everything by the Spirit. So don't be hard on yourself. Just every time you start to go that way, pull yourself back. And um, anyway, that's where we are. Amen. Along those lines and what you were saying, Apostle laid that foundation, but at the end, he was singing a different song. He knew he was calling for a change like he didn't know. He didn't, he didn't understand it all, but he saw. He saw it, and he, his, his, he changed. He, his demeanor changed. He, he knew. And in those 
that day after that everyone was at his house, we I had the privilege of going over there. And he was saying that. He was saying, you know, we're not called to do the same thing. He kept saying that that day. He's like, every, you know, we get in these. He said, we're not called to do the same thing over and over. And he told me, he goes, you know, tell Greg to go fishing sometimes. <laughs> And, you know, and that was a personal word to Greg. He didn't, I mean, Apostle didn't know that's something he needs to do. It's like, we are not called to do the same thing over and over. And even that day he said, you know, even the weather's the same. And he said that that day, little did he know a couple months later when we get, but he said, he said, you know, that even the weather's the same all the time. He's like, it's, you know, his, his spirit was calling for a change. And, this, and he wanted a shift in his thinking so much that he was, you know, going back and saying, well, maybe I did all this wrong. And so we were like, no, 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 apostle. No, that wasn't demons. You know, we were like, no, 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 don't come. But he knew. You know, we, he's like, where have we messed this up along the way Some, with our thinking? And he called for that change. And we hear it now and we say, change our thinking. And I've been hearing arise, shine. For your light has come. It is come. The glory of Yahweh is risen. And it's not a striving. It is just a standing and a rising. And I don't know if you saw the moon Thursday night. It was breathtaking. And you know that moon in all its glory is reflecting the light of the sun. And that's all we have to do is reflect the light of the sun. And it will arise and we will shine. And Pastor Jeff had given us this song that we sang a couple times before. And this, I can't remember who wrote it, but it says, The sun cannot compare to the glory of your love. There is no shadow in your presence. And you know, the, the heavens declare Yahweh's work. But there is no, the glory of him in us is so much greater that can't even compare to what he's created us to do. And this is what we were made to do. This is what we were made for, to reflect the sun, to honor, to bring glory, to shine his glory in ways that even the sun and the moon cannot do because he said it's greater in you. I'm greater in you. Are you? Okay. Um, Miss Catherine, thank you for saying what you said about metanoia. Uh, I, Holy Spirit revealed to me a while, or not, I guess about a year ago, that when Moses, I believe it was Moses, uh, commanded Yahweh to repent and turn from his fierce wrath, uh, you know, reading that for the first time, you think, oh, we know what's going to happen. Y'all going to be like, boy. <laughs> no. It said, and the Lord repented. And I was like, no, he didn't. There's no way he did that. <laughs> but then, yeah, then I got, I got to think about it. I was like, there's no way he, yes. Moses, your wisdom is superior. Um, Holy Spirit showed me that repent. I didn't know the word. I, today is the first word I've, first day I've heard metanoia. 
but he showed me that repent, and this was without any research, it just, he just put it in my spirit, repent can mean change your mind. And I was like, because that, that is the only way that repent could fit in that situation. So anyway, everyone, Yahweh did not surrender to most knowledge. I just wanted to... <laughs> Sometimes you just need some things cleared up for you, you know? <laughs> hey, no one ever apologized to me for coming up and feeling like they have a word or that you're going to hold us here. You know what I mean? Like this is, this, I can speak, I cannot speak, and you can speak. And I just, I just desire that this family speaks, that we share what's in our hearts and we come together. So if you have a word don't hesitate and I'll and I'll do I'll do my best to kind of lead and guide and make sure that everything fits in but um but don't don't ever worry about about that all right anybody have anything else okay Yahweh thank you for this moment we thank you so much for today we thank you so much for this people we thank you so much for family one thing do we desire we dwell in your house and we we desire that our hearts be the tabernacle that our hearts be the tabernacle of christ that we that we are a river that those can people can come to and find rest because you dwell within our hearts the river runs through us and we're changing our minds today we're repenting the metanoia we're we're coming to a place of of changing and shifting our mindset to see an opportunity where others might see a test. We see you. We see life and life more abundantly in a, in a situation where others might see death. We see the death, but we rejoice in the resurrection. We rejoice in the new. We love you, Yahweh, and we love to do your will. We love to serve you. We love to walk in relationship with you today and every day. Shift our hearts. Shift our minds, Yahweh. We receive that today. And we love you. Be blessed. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.